Hey, welcome back to the listeners. To me, Lucas Walker, producer, kind of semi-co-host running Shotgun and some of the earlier episodes haven't been on for a little while. Johnny Colin, thanks for having me back on Bricks and Clicks. Thanks for coming, Lucas. We love having you. Thanks Lucas. for uh, getting us trained up so that you can take your hands off the wheel every once in a while. Hey, you always somehow have conned us into running our own podcast, which I did. is not what we signed up for. It's always good to have you back, Lucas. Love your voice. My but Lucas, pleasure. Well, you're so good at Lucas, it. Yeah. You're so good at this. You got some news? I do have a, a little bit of news, and uh, I, I won't tease it out and make everyone stick till the end, but we, <laughs> I am here to play What's in My Pantry, so we've got a, a semi-holiday special edition for it, last episode of 2022, and a little bit of exciting news on, on the Rolled Up front. The Rolled Up Podcast Network has been acquired by Triple Whale, so now it's Woo-hoo! the Triple Whale Podcast Network. We're going to be doing a lot more on media buying, get you a little bit more e-commerce, if you're a CPG brand, you want to take a look at the analytics, there's probably a link down below somewhere. You can go sign up and stay tuned for the new year. Hit us up. I'm forcing Johnny and Colin to be posting semi-regularly to LinkedIn. Good so luck. if you have any episode suggestions, you want to come on, you're interested in learning a little bit more about that, hit the guys up there. That's where they will be hanging out in 2023 a lot more. But yeah, thank you for letting me share the exciting news. That's very exciting. Congratulations, Lucas. I hope that Colin and I could play a small part and that and that exciting transition to Triple Whale. Does that mean we get to call this What's in Your Pantry brought to you by Triple Whale? When do we get let, to do Yeah, let's do let's make this the first branded episode. Let's jump on. Oh, baby. Triple Whale presents What's in Your Pantry. I like it. Lucas, you oh. go first. You you got right. the item. You get the honors. All right. So this product is a staple of all startup founders. This particular one is not plant-based, but there are plant-based versions of it. Should be available most places, not the healthiest product, but definitely a, a pantry staple. Ramen. It is. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Wow. On the, fi- the carnival called. They would like you to return back guessing people's heights and weights, Colin. Jeez. <laughs> Make it as look play, easy. Huh? He's been practicing. Colin's uh, a- how many words into that did you know? I could have been, I probably went on for an extra two minutes. And you so know, the brand is going to be the tough one. Yeah. I don't know if it's upscale or it was Mr. Noodles. Founders, but it could be Mr. Noodles. Ding, ding, ding. Mr. Noodles. Wow. <laughs> Gotta be Mr. Noodles in Canada. Mr. Noodles. But you guys know I'm a fan. I'm a block card member, at the, an executive member at Costco. Maybe I got the Asha noodles. Maybe, maybe I got the Momofuku noodles. There could be, there's more mm-hmm. than one ramen, but I had to go with a classic. Okay, so then, all right, so I'm wondering how much ramen costs now. I know. It's virtually zero. <laughs> Last night I bought it. I imagine it's close to zero, but times have changed. I feel like three for a dollar would have been. Okay, I got, I think I have, I got my number. So we're going one, one, one pack, one serving of Mr. Noodles. What is the one cost? One pack of Mr. Noodle, yep. Canadian dollars. Canadian dollars. Okay, I got my number. Yeah, okay. Like 50 cents? I was going to go 99 cents. Ooh. I was thinking about that. So price is right rules. Colin technically wins. I believe it was 59 cents at No Frills. So a, a cheaper grocery store. Online through Voila at Sobeys, 75 cents. And on Amazon, because it's third-party sellers, about $1.35 if you buy a 24-pack. So don't buy your ramens on Amazon. That's no what we frills. can learn from this episode. But yeah, about 59 cents per pack. So maybe the current promo price is two for a dollar. Yeah. Or, f- yeah. That's what I was saying. I was like, they were three, it used to be three for a dollar. They got to be two for a dollar now. I remember four or for like a dollar. 10, 10 for five bucks. For a toonie. Plus, you only buy them on sale because you buy 
10 as of them. many as fills up the rest of the cart. 10 for five bucks is two for a dollar, Johnny. Like That's a worth aver- deal. They're going to advertise it that way. So you buy the, get the big purchase. So you buy uh, 10 of them at once. Yeah. That's what I would do. They will. And you guys are. I love Mr. That. Noodles. Do you remember back in elementary school where Mr. Noodles like the hot product to trade at lunch? Mm-hmm. And you break them up and you crunch them up and you add the sauce and you see the noodles yep. dry. Delicious. Yeah. Still a guilty pleasure treat. It's a dried salty snack. It still hits. I made it this weekend and just that smell of the MSG flavoring, just instant nostalgia back to grade two. Oh, the classic. I'll, I'll spice it up. I've got some frozen veg, maybe a boiled egg in the fridge. Chicken. I'll throw it in. I've got a little leftover chicken, chicken yeah. in there. Yeah, it, it's a good little top up. Let's say you have a half portion of leftovers and you just want to beef it up a little bit. That adds a little bit of filler. Not it's always the healthiest. Staple for my dad. My dad's it, kitchen. It just it's nostalgic. It's salty. It fills you up. Great comfort food. I got to get my ramen game back up here. I set the bar low for ramen. There are better ramens out there, Colin. All right, I got another. I'll give. It's another classic. I'll All right, you Colin, that. you go because you have two. We might do yeah. a bonus round of Triple Whale presents what's in my pantry. We'll see. Might have to come back with an extra episode. It's a pretty good on the second one. <laughs> But this was good too. Okay, it's a classic pantry staple. Been eating it forever, and so have you. Center we store have can we start dry. Start, can we start shouting it out when we think of something? Oh yeah, vegetable oil. Not vegetable oil. Dry doesn't eat vegetable oil. Dry, dry, dry shelf staple snack. Could be. So been eating it. For some people, it is. Is it? It's, it's Newman's own popcorn again. Johnny. Is it Newman's own popcorn again? Not popcorn. Not again. In those. That's often on sale. I bought this one on sale. I was pretty excited. Is bought, Oreos? Bought meant, no, not Oreos. I, product, I do the bargain. Not chocolate breakfast chips. Food. Breakfast food. Cereal. Some sort of cereal. Cereal. Bing, bing, Cheerios? bing. Cereal. It, it, ha- it is Cheerios. Oh, is it, wow. Cheerios. Yeah. Is it a classic Cheerio or a Honey Nut Cheerio or some classic, sort of classic? Classic. Because if I'm eating Cheerios, oh, it's just because. What yeah, side yeah. is the box? Family, so, king, giant, regular. Great question. So I like the bargains, as yeah. we've established many times before. I love a good sale. So I'll just tell you that. And then what do you think? I like giant pr- low price per ounce. Giant size. No. I think family. It is, in fact, the smallest size, the 8.9 ounce size. Is this like a tr- it's trick like, question. It's like, jing- it's like Jingle Bells. but How many portions is that? Nice. For me, like... One and a half, according how to the package. How many of cereal would you get out of that with, with a bit of shrinkflation? I think four. Probably four at best. But So the reason it's the small one, and I like the bargains, it's because they had a crazy deal on the little one. So it was a regularly, regular price in Safeway, which is high, regular, fairly high everyday prices. was three ninety nine. Yeah, Johnny knows. Yeah, three ninety nine. Then it was on sale. That That's 45, 45 cents an ounce. It was on sale. What was the sale, Johnny? Buy one, get two free. And it was on, it had free? two different layers. It had two layers of deal. Oh, so they had a just for you overlay? It was some mix and, it was a mix and match across them. Yeah. So yeah. the regular de- sale price was two for six. So three bucks. Okay. Pretty good. If you bought three or more, then it was $1.79 a box. Oh my goodness. So it went from 45 cents an ounce down to 20 cents an ounce. Wow. So that's savings of over 50%. Yeah, that's a what? big discount. And now that I'm laying this out, I'm my only regret is not buying more. <laughs> so <laughs> they go stale. Here's an industry yeah. question: What are the margins on Cheerios high. if they can discount it over fifty percent and still be making money? We don't oh, know yeah. if they're making money. First off, we don't know if they're making. That's right. It could be a loss. Big assumption. Safeway's making money on it. That yeah. probably soon. But 
General, General Mills does have the 70 margin. plus. 70 yeah. plus. Wow. Now, we like to use the cereal category as an example for why price slopes don't really, like consumers don't really look at price slopes. Because if you look carefully at the cereal aisle when you're shopping, the biggest box is not always the best deal. Everyday pricing, sometimes the discount per ounce doesn't exist or does exist. And then it's when it's promoted, everything goes haywire. Sometimes the smallest box is the best deal. Sometimes the biggest box is the best deal. You just got to take a peek. It's true. That is the one time where I look on the little tags and they'll say, this is 35 cents an ounce or pennies an ounce or whatever. And it's, yeah, buy But it's a great example of why we've looked at this before. You still sell a lot of cereal in the big size, even when the smallest size is the best deal. And so consumers, we've said this before, consumers actually care about the size of the package and have a preference in a bigger box, one bigger box or many smaller boxes. So well, you reasons beyond price that people will buy these. Slope which was as important as you think. It was really frustrating though. Yesterday when I went to Target, they had a big deal and they only had a deal on the small size and they were completely out of stock on it. And they had the two other sizes, giant and family, no promotion. I was like, I don't mm. want to pay this much for the Cheerios when I could have been getting that deal. Would you have bought it if it was more expensive per ounce than the small size, but still a discount to the regular price? So you're still getting a deal, but you're not getting as good a deal as you could have. Yeah, because I bought it at the full price anyways. Oh, you I did? Just okay. <laughs> I just wasn't happy about it. I had to, I have to have Cheerios. Yeah. Thomas needs his Cheerios. Exactly. All right, my turn? Yep. All right. So this product, this is a new product into my household, this brand, this product, relatively new. First time I bought it, it is, we can drink it, but we would never drink it. Is it Pedialyte? Close. Stafeway brand Pedialyte. It's a multi-serve. Closer. Is it Jerry Light? Pedialyte, but targeted towards the over 88 crowd? Well, I have a recent four-month-old in my house. You have some grand. This is her yeah. favorite product. Is it formula? formula? Yeah, formula. Yeah. Got it. Uh, it's a big tub of formula. Oh, it's dried. Oh, all formula comes dried. Mm. Powdered formula. Well, okay, what brand? Bubs Organic. I bought it at Whole Foods because I was desperate. I needed to buy okay, some Whole Foods. Yeah. I needed Ooh. to buy some formula. We were all out. Bubs Organic. It's from Australia. Australian made. I had a Organic short stint. grass-fed. I had a short stint in the formula game. It is 800 grams, and they claim that is... How many is that the usual tub size? The yeah. usual formula tub? Yeah. Okay. I have no idea. I'm... No I could guess for this for low, Lucas. No frame of reference. I could guess super low or super high. Throw, I'm, throw see, a I, number because it's not going to influence me at all. <laughs> it's it's Australian at Whole Foods. I'm going to go higher than I think. I'm going to go twenty seven ninety nine. Okay, I'm going to go. That's yours. You got all the. It's got all the things. It's organic it's all, and it's yeah, non GMO, uh, clean label. Three hundred sixty five days on pasture. It okay, is organic. Thirty nine ninety nine. Wow, you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Thirty nine ninety nine. That was the price. Great work, Colin. You crushed it. You got to get back in the formula game, I guess. You crushed what's in our pantry oh, by I Triple Whale. Remember. Make it Triple Whale proud. The plum, the plum organic formula when they when they were doing that, I think was twenty nine ninety nine at Target. Yeah, I did the most expensive one on the shelf. I didn't curve the certifications in the Whole Foods. Yeah. But the funny thing is, like, just going online, Target.com, same price, D2C, same price. They're 40 bucks across every channel. I got an interesting story about Formula, actually. If anyone's made it this deep into the episode and cares about syndicated data metrics, 
So specifically velocity measures. So we're at the first time, working on formula was the first time I saw this one thing happen. When we measure distribution in Nielsen and IRI and spins, we we're looking at stores that actually st sold an item. That's the measure, right? We're looking at like how many stores sold in a week. So formula moves really slowly. People don't buy formula very often, but it costs a lot. So there are weeks that go by in a store where they don't sell a single unit of formula. So if you look mm -hmm. at one week of data and be like, how many stores am I in? You might be on in a thousand stores, but you only sold in like 200 of those stores. And so then when you take your total sales per store, it's five times too high because you're actually selling in five times more stores. That can be a problem if you then take that number and make projections on how much you're going to sell based on how many stores you go into, you're off by a factor of five. So this was the example of why for low velocity items, it's really, really important to look at a long time frame to get a sense of how much distribution you're in. Absolutely. That's a fun one. And it's also yeah. in the data, you'll see it right with the automatic baselines, like for Nielsen IRI, where the base units will spike during promotions because yeah. they're selling because the velocity increase on your promotions. It's not that your baselines are actually increasing, it's just you're selling in more stores, at least one unit, because you're selling at a faster rate. And so instead of traditionally it's like 200 stores, now you're selling in 400 or they all be a thousand. And so then yeah. the algorithms will say, oh, I'm going to do my thousand stores times the base velocity per store to get higher baselines. That's a fun one. Yes, they are very slow moving. Interesting. For comps, I looked it up on Vola, Formula Prices. They have Nestle Good Start and they have another brand and very similar pricing dollar for dollar in Canada, mm. maybe a little bit less. Some of them are coming in at $38.99 or for 900 grams on sale, $26.99, but in the $30 to $40 range for mm. about the same size. A baby food, especially formula, I would imagine is really hard to be in as a new brand because yeah. you're always you're always acquiring a new consumer every nine months or so. Or however often you get formula after, after yeah, and then they're gone. And they're not going to buy your product again. And it's a new mom each time. And it's also hard. Nobody wants to guinea pig with their kid of, oh, this new formula brand seems safe. No one's had it before. Apparently Thomas is going to take this plunge. No, Harper. Or Harper, 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 Harper rather, is going to be taking this plunge. She loves it. It's a big hit. It's a big hit in the Harper household. So, And so let's get, what, when will you buy next time now that this one has worked? I know. I, I got to figure that out. It's not go the to, same one? I don't know. It's not the one we usually buy. And uh, I wanted to buy the Costco one. I just didn't get a chance to go to Costco. So hmm. I got to go look at the price points. But it's risky. I might just stick with this one. We'll see. Yeah. There's some unfortunate but funny similarities between dog food and baby food. Yeah. Because it's because it sounds funny, but it's also a little it's a little bit funny. Yeah, where with dogs, right? If you feed your dog food a food and they seems to go through them fine and they enjoy it, it may not it doesn't change for a while. The same way like formula is sticky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Find the one you like and they're like, Well, I don't need to go try another one. That's pretty risky. So stick with yeah, this it, one. Don't yeah, it's more it. risk for no reward. Mm -hmm. All right, Colin. I think the listener is excited. They stuck around. They heard you tease it. You have one more item from your pantry. Wait, they stuck around Let's take us home. I don't believe it. Final episode of 2022. <laughs> all right. The real reward for making it through all of this is what I thought was a pretty exciting what's in your pantry. I'm excited about it. I argue we could make a full episode about this. So we'll maybe decide that after we see how excited Johnny and Lucas are. But it's in my pantry. I did not buy it in a store. Oh, did you buy it online? But you could buy it in a store. And you probably have bought it in a store. Store meaning retailer or e-tailer, yeah. online or in-store. You could buy so, it. Did you make it? I made it. It wasn't hard to make. Is it? Is it oat milk? Lip balm? 
No, good guesses. Not oat milk, not lip, lip balm. It's in your pantry, though. Okay. It's my pantry. Is it a snack? It could be in your pantry. It probably is is or has been in your pantry. Is it some sort of like steel-cut oat or something? Going in that direction, but not exactly. Is it bulgur? What'd you say? It's not gorp. Bulgur? Not bulgur, no. But I do have some of that. It requires a little more preparation. Sourdough starter. No, that wouldn't be... Uh, semolina flour. Going down a good path here with semolina flour, but not quite. Is it a flour that you've milled? Is it double zero flour? There is flour in it. And you can buy this product. You can. But Colin made this one. Almost certainly have. All right. And give you the reveal. Right, we need, we need a hint. Give us one more hint. Yeah, give it one more hint. hint. You've probably used it for breakfast, weekend breakfast. Is it oatmeal? Not oatmeal. Coming back, keep coming back to the oats, huh? Yeah. Pancake mix. It's pancake mix. Hey. Oh wow. <laughs> you make your own pancake mix? A second time. Wow. And if you've ever made pan- if you've ever Sour. made pancakes, you first made pancake mix. It's true. After you make the dry ingredients, I've yeah, often wondered true. like why, like we're yeah. buying pancake mix, but I'm like, you look on the back, it's like the same five ingredients. It's true. And I really like the Annie's pancake mix because they have the vegan, you can make the vegan version. It just says replace one egg with applesauce and use non-dairy milk instead of dairy milk and it's vegan. So that substitution is not specific to that recipe you can use on any recipe. Yeah. And pancakes mix recipes are more similar than different. It's got pancake mix. The reason it's exciting is my question. I don't have answers to these questions, but my question is, okay, what would it take for me to take this to market? What could the margins be like on it? Is it something you could actually like take to a market and sell? Like, I don't see a lot of people selling pancake mix, but I know a lot of people are buying it in the store. If I just hot swap these ingredients for like more organic, better for you ones, is that enough of a value add for there to be margin for me to produce it? And that's a game. I think sometime we should go down and try and run a P and L and see like, for a high volume, yeah. a reasonably high MOQ volume with a real, getting a real co-man and everything. It'd be great. What it would take to bring That's that interesting. Yeah. And it's like the, like Cooley Cooley, right? <clears throat> they just started selling it. She just started, Lisa just started selling it at the marketplace, local mm-hmm. marketplace and seeing like testing things out, getting data. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun project to do. But this one seems like too easy a game because it's like the mixing of all the things you could make. Yeah. So... I have some regular pancake mix and some premium pancake mix in my pantry. And the premium brand is Bob's Red Mill. So gluten-free, just like more premium ingredients. I definitely think that that's one aspect. But I also think that there could be specific ingredients like a sourdough pancake mix. If you're to get into some dehydration and moisture removal, I think that doing it as a breading or waffle mix as a differentiator mm-hmm. and a value add, I think that there's enough that you could do to make it just the dry ingredients. Good shelf-stable product for e-commerce. Mm-hmm. And you could call it something fun like just add it. I think it's a marketable product. I think the value add could be there. But it's also so dominated already. Like every grocery store has pancake mix. What are you really doing to take away their shelf space? Yeah. But maybe we're not trying to do that though. We're just trying to make a nice simple brand that we sell in the farmer's market in North Beach. Some local consumers... Yeah, I could roll my pancake mix cart down, around. Down, be like down the, Telegraph Hill. Yet, obviously, I put it in a mason jar because yeah. I have a weird yeah, thing for jars. And yeah, you just swap these jars out. Jar deposit. Yeah. It's great. Just like the milk. There's a place in Coal Valley, right? The coffee, either they just sell coffee beans out of their garage, espresso mm-hmm. beans, they roast them all. And yeah, they just started 2002 or 2022, mm-hmm. sorry, earlier this year. It's just local. Yeah, There's always business every time I walk by. 
I'm after wondering, this one seems so easy, but I haven't, I don't see people doing it. Am I missing something? Is this some kind of weird philosopher's stone thing? Next year on Bricks and Clicks, <laughs> let's start our own product. See how many jars of pancake mix we can sell. Plastic pouch will be much cheaper to ship it out. We're not yeah, shipping it out though. It's reusable. Things. We're doing reusable though. It's just people can come in, let's bring start it back. with that. We got to yeah. scale it. Oh, I don't know. It's you got to make it up in a lot of volume selling those mason jars. I want to know the thing that I want to know when the PL breaks in this process. Let's do it. Because I think I know I can do it. I like I could sell these at the market tomorrow, right? I could make a few bucks to be for it to be worth my time to break even. And then at what point when I try to scale, does it just die because I can't get the the same efficiencies the big guys get? Those are my two questions. I mean, unanswered I mean, questions. Even last week's episode with Sadie, right, from Bread Seriously or two weeks ago, mm -hmm. that's literally what she did to figure out how do I make gluten-free sourdough in her kitchen. Mm -hmm. And then she just started selling locally, like to buy right, just biking it back and forth and just took it there. Now she's got the huge kitchen in Berkeley yeah. or in the East Bay. Been inspired by all these founders. Yeah. Let's do it. I think it's doable. And I think you do different mix-ins. And maybe that's the differentiator is you mix it in front of them, do a little bit of cho chocolate mix in. So you can do chocolate pancakes, do maybe like some sort of dehydrated buttermilk. So you get a, a dehydrated buttermilk pancake. Sounds like I, a lot of work. It's a lot of differentiation. We're thinking big here, Johnny. This is billion dollar pancakes. I would just try to sell that waffles. first jar. I just want to sell that first jar. Let's make sure we make a margin on it. Uh, one one skew. One skew for a long time. One skew. Oh, we'll make it. I not learned. Have you yeah. not learned the lesson after yeah. all these episodes? One skew, keep it simple, make some margin, and I think it's time to go. Alrighty. Th those are not jingle bells playing. That is the dirty nail playing us out. Thank you to everyone who subscribed on Apple, followed on Spotify, left a review. Big thank you to Triple Whale for presenting the podcast. We're going to have some more resources for you next year. Until then, happy holidays. Happy New Year. If we don't see you, I hope you have a great 2023. I hope you'll be right back here with us next year. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>